everyone. Welcome to the semester four premiere of the Just Mid podcast. I'm Mike, a college admission counselor at Ivy Wise and former assistant director of admission at Stanford. Joining me today are my friends and fellow colleagues, Amy, who is a former associate director of admissions at Bucknell University, Joaquin, who is a former admission officer at Occidental College. We're so, so excited to be back behind the mic. We understand that, especially with the ongoing pa pandemic, many students might be reevaluating their higher ed plans. So in this episode, we're going to discuss if students should transfer. Hi, Amy, Joaquin, how are you doing today? Doing well, how are you, Mike? I'm hey. doing great. I'm, I'm here in Los Angeles. It is not sunny today, but you know, I'm trying to make the most of my day. Uh, where are you two um, located right now? I'm in freezing upstate New York. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I'm in sunny Albuquerque, New Mexico. So. Oh, fantastic. Yep, I will send you both lots of sun. Uh, so um, today we're talking about should I transfer? And the first question that comes up, you know, I, I, I'm working with transfer students right now who are applying to transfer from the current institution is uh, I work with them on why they should transfer. So I think that's the first thing I want to talk to both of you about is um, why should students transfer? What are compelling reasons for them to transfer? That's a great question. Um, and I usually start off by telling my students that if you are considering transferring, you are not alone. We've all known someone who has either contemplated or actually transferred. Actually, former President Barack Obama um, was very public about his decision to transfer schools. So I always assure my students that if you're considering transferring, you are not alone. But it's important to dig deep and understand what your reasons are for transferring. Um, the national data from the National Clearinghouse shows that about a third of first-year college students um, consider transferring and do transfer post-secondary education. And we did see these numbers drop during COVID uh, from 2019 and 2020, but we do expect these numbers to bounce back. So keep in mind um, that we do expect transfer numbers to increase. Um, and typically, the transfer admission rates are lower than first year admission rates. So with that said, it's really important that you do your homework and do lots of research upfront. I encourage my students to make a pro con list to start off. That way they can get an understanding of what reasons they're considering for transferring. And I encourage my students to dig deep and to keep in mind that some colleges have an opinion about what is an acceptable reason for transferring. And these opinions might include outgrowing your current institution. So a student who has exhausted the resources and has discovered that the current institution they're at does not offer what they're looking for or can no longer support their college academic or personal aspirations. Another good reason for transferring can be extenuating circumstances. So let's say there is something that is affecting you at your current institution that is prohibiting you of maximizing your potential. This can also be a good reason to consider transferring. I know my colleague Amy and Mike have a lot of great advice on what students should consider in the beginning stages of why transfer. So of asking themselves why transfer. So I'm going to stop talking and share the mic. Uh, Amy, go for it. I think um, it's a great start, Joaquin, and um, self-reflection and understanding exactly why you are looking to transfer is incredibly important, especially in this trying time of 
being in the middle of a pandemic still. So one area we've seen students looking to transfers because of COVID and the social isolation that students are feeling, not having a traditional college campus experience, not able to connect in person with professors or students and being in their rooms for online classes. And that's an area that we see and understand why for their own mental health, they might need to, what one some students will do is called a reverse transfer, sometimes going from a four-year to a two-year school so they can be closer to home until they can get um, their feelings back together where they need to be that's the best fit for them moving forward to have that good experience um, for their um, college degree. Another um, area we are seeing students is um, that lateral transfer, of course, the two to two year or the four to four year. And a lot of those reasons are because of financial or because of changing a major and that um, they're looking for a specific program. The one I tend to see a lot of is the nursing program and looking specifically for a school that offers a curriculum where they can't get at their current institution, but they really want it at that school. And there's other majors like that, the engineering major, um, architecture, and that's another um, lateral transfer I tend to see a lot. Um, and then there's, of course, the upward transfer, the two-year college, the four-year college, where we see the student wants the associate's degree or wants to get a specific certificate before they move on um, and upward um, to a four-year degree. And that's where I always encourage students to also look for articulation agreements, not not just with specific colleges, but with certain credits and how you're going to be able to get equal credit transfers. So I was going to ask Mike, can you talk a little bit about articulation agreements um, and how what that actually means and why students should consider that when they're transferring? Yeah, so articulation agreements are important because you want to make sure that the courses you're taking at your current institution will transfer over. Um, most students who are transferred, they're going to be applying in either in their first or second year. And, uh, you know, but usually by the end of the second year, they have to declare a major. So generally in the first two years, students are taking general education courses. However, some schools have very specific degree requirements and you need to make sure that once you have your college list, that you are mindful of the courses you're selecting so that they transfer to that uh to that other institution. Otherwise, those credits won't transfer over. You're gonna lose any money you invested in those courses, not to mention the time and the sweat you put into uh, earning uh, that grade in that course. So that's very critical. And I think it's very important to, uh, I think Joaquin was talking about this earlier, is um, intentionality is very important in this transfer process, uh, especially uh, I have some students who are applying in their first year where they have maybe only taken four or five classes. So they may not have the opportunity to really explore their majors, whereas if they're in their second year, they have more time and they may have taken several courses in their intended major. So it's very important being very intentional about where you're transferring to. And with that, the courses that you're taking so that you can make sure that not, not only that they transfer over, but also that you're um, on the right track to graduate within four years, because um, I don't think I've told either of you, but I'm actually a, a, a transfer myself. I actually transferred twice, <laughs> believe it or not. So I was a community college student. It took me three years to transfer. And then I transferred to USC as a business major, and I hated it so much. And I tell my students this, hated it so much, and I actually left, took a year off. 
reapplied, got into my dream school, UC Berkeley, as an econ major, and then I switched my major again. So um, it ended up taking me six years to from when I started college, when I actually earned my bachelor's degree. So I think uh, being very mindful of the courses you're taking, so critical to make sure that you're transferring on time and the courses you're transferring over, um, you're getting credit for, and you're also not spending too much money. We know how uh, how much uh, student debt is right now. And so being very intentional about this is very important. Um, so with that, what, what what's your advice to students on when they should transfer um, to a, a university so they can start making that preparation intentionality around research and finding the best fit for them? Yeah, I think um, Mike and Amy both alluded to this uh, during your um, um, sharing of advice. What I typically see is if a student transfers in their first year, oftentimes there isn't enough information available to them to make a really strong case for transferring admission. And so typically the ideal or sweet spot would be giving it enough of a chance, the current institution you're at, to really identify where perhaps it isn't the best fit for you. That's why at the beginning stages of understanding why transfer, it is so important to do your research. And I love what Mike said about researching which credits will transfer and how that impacts the amount of time you will stay in undergraduate learning and the cost factor. All of those pieces are connected and are really, really important in looking at the big picture of whether or not you should transfer. And to Mike's question about the timing of it, ideally it would be enough time to show significant knowledge and research and awareness why your current school is no longer a fit for you. So I always tell my students sort of what Amy and Mike were saying earlier, leave no stone or leaf unturned. Take as many uh, uh, courses that interest you with professors that interest you as you can. Make the most of your current experience so that you can understand truly if it is a good fit. And if it's not, then you will have the information to be able to articulate to another college that you would transfer to, ideally in your sophomore year at the end or beginning of your junior year. So a lot of students typically transfer or start the process in their sophomore year for the transfer admission. Um, Amy, did you have anything to add to that? Yes, along those lines, it is important for you to reach, research each individual school because everyone has different policies for specific undergraduate colleges should they have a business school, for example. In other words, there are some schools that you think you could come in as a junior right starting their business school, but they actually have a policy as a transfer. You have to start in their arts and sciences already for a semester before you can even apply for their business school. And there's other schools where you can apply right away directly into their business school, but then there's a spot on the application where you can say, if I don't get in the business school, then I'm fine to enroll in the College of Arts and Sciences. So you need to also be extremely diligent to find out the specifics in terms of um, their application enrollment for transfers. And one way to do that is not just on the website, but you can email the transfer admissions 
people or office that know the information about approximately how many students are they accepting in the fall, how many are accepting in the spring? Are they even not taking any engineers in the fall for mechanical engineering because they have no space? So it's you definitely cannot just assume that you are going to be able to be admitted just because you have the GPA they ask. Um, you need to ask some more specific questions within each department within a college, I should say, in, in the undergraduate school. Um, along those lines, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about um, the parts of the application and wondering if maybe, Mike, you could talk a little bit about the difference, some of the differences you see between the undergraduate application um, versus the transfer and, of course, Joaquin, and I will add to that as well. Uh, yeah, thanks, Amy. Uh, yeah, this is a big topic. I was just trying to think of where to start. Uh, for the most part, the components are very similar. You're going to have to submit transcripts and some college uh, colleges, their transformation process, they may only re require your uh, college uh, transcripts. Some may require your high school transcript. It's going to depend on the institution and it's also going to depend on when you're applying. So if you're applying during your first year of college, they may only have your fall term grades. And so they may have that requirement where you need to submit your high school um, grades. And so they're going to factor in more of your high school record when they're evaluating your academic preparation, your academic abilities for their institution. So um, that's just going with the whole theme of this podcast is intentionality and research are very big with this process because um, part of the understanding that I share with students is that they sometimes they think, you know, I didn't get in when I applied as a first year um, student during high school, I'm gonna give it another shot and I wanna do it right away. And, and you know, I understand that, you know, I shared my, my own story. And um, at the same time, oftentimes it is more competitive to get in as a transfer student. So um, I think it's very important to uh, be very intentional about this process. So uh, do your research. And, you know, as I mentioned, the academic components are important. You're also going to have to ask your college professor for uh, a recommendation. Not every college will require that component. It, it'll vary. And I actually have a student who, you know, we had a conversation on, well, how do I ask my teacher? You know, you know, I, I, I don't like it here. How do I, how do I ask them in a, in a polite way? So had conversations with students on that. Um, the other piece is your resume, essentially. And depending on when you're transferring, uh, you know, it may not be as developed as if you applied during your sophomore year. So that's something just to um, think about in terms of what, if I do want to transfer, what is the best way to build my candidacy so I'm the most competitive? Because as I mentioned, it's going to be harder to get into as a transfer student. So um, for some students, I, I say, you know, it makes sense for you to wait until next year to, to transfer because you just haven't had enough time at your current institution to, one, identify your major and then find extracurriculars that align with that intended major. So that's part of the conversation. Uh, I, I know there's other components. I'll take a step back because I feel like I've been talking too much. Um, would either of you want to add the other components um, in the transfer application process? 
Sure, I'm happy to add to that. Um, <laughs> typically, uh, with the application process, um, as Mike just explained, there are going to be um, a personal statement. An application uh, will include a, a general essay that really should make a strong case around why you want to transfer. And that's why the research early on is so important, because you need to be able to convincingly articulate without damning the current school you're at, um, in a positive way, why transferring is going to help you maximize your potential and reach your college aspirations. I think another important difference between a first year application and a transfer application is typically the supplemental essays um, are very specific to transferring um, and why you want to transfer or why your intended major. The admission officers in a transfer admission read, unlike a first year read, are really looking for specific reasons why transferring is the right choice. And like Mike said, transfer admission is generally more selective than freshman admission. And that is typically because transfer admission is dependent on retention rates of students. And the most highly selective schools typically have a very high retention rate of students. So they don't have um, a lot of available seats for transfer applicants. With that said, I typically recommend my students who applied as seniors for freshman admission to schools that were maybe highly selective and did not render an admission decision of admit, but rather a rejection letter, that they should not reapply to those same schools because those same schools keep a record of the applications they received, even from freshman admission, and they can see their decision that was rendered then. And unless there has been significant changes, something completely new that is not only convincing why your application is so different from when it, where it was when you were a senior in high school to now, then I discourage you from reapplying because it could be a waste of money and a waste of energy. I think another important piece that comes up and looking at the transfer application process are the test scores. I constantly get asked by my students who are applying or considering applying for transfer admission. Should I retake the SAT and ACT? Should I get a tutor? And I typically tell them no, that there will be less of an emphasis on the SAT and ACT in the transfer admission pool, unless you are in your first year, which again, by this conversation that you just heard, we probably would discourage you from considering transferring in your first year. Um, but otherwise, I would not recommend that you um, put too much of an emphasis on the standardized testing at this point. The transfer admission officers are going to focus primarily on your college transcript and the academics um, that you took and the grades received at, in your college courses. And to go back to Mike's point, in every transfer application process, um, generally, sorry, not every, but in general, there is going to be a requirement of a recommendation letter. And so it's very important that even though you might be struggling at your current institution, you are cultivating relationships. You are going to see those professors during their office hours. You are making the most of your current experience because that is going to also speak volumes if you decide that transfer indeed is the right option for you. Amy, your turn. Just to add to that, thanks so much, both of you. Um, there, and you just can already start to hear so many different factors that are playing into the transfer application process. Um, with the mid-year report, you will likely have to have um, the current courses you're taking, that professor write a, 
the average grade you're currently holding in that class. And if it is ending up being a class you've withdrawn from or had to pass fail, there is an opportunity to explain that as well um, in that, why are you transferring if you want to? And also um, to keep in mind that financially, when you're applying, those forms are still the same. And if you aren't getting the exact same finances from one school to the next, you are always allowed to go back and negotiate with your new institution where you've been admitted and talk about how you can come to um, a closer agreement to what you had at your previous institution, if it's obviously comparable um, in terms of finances. I will let you know, um, I know of some situations where students have not been able to transfer because they have not resolved outstanding payments at their current institution. So also make Make sure that you are um, in line with all of your finances with the institution you're attending currently. And in addition with those essays, there's two areas I wanted to bring up to, to add to what Joaquin said. And that is one of the essays I've been seeing is describe a community you belong to and your place in it. And it really does help if that is with in the current institution you're attending. If you can, that's something more concrete and up to date versus something back in high school. So that's another reason why to get involved either on your college campus community or the, 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 the town or college campus um, to add, help to add to that question. And a new area we're seeing in the transfer applications is a video and answering questions with video I've seen with a few of my students. And so my key thing with that is when they ask you the questions, Rewatch it so that your eyes are clearly looking into the camera, um, th that the screen, the angle is correct, and that there are no major distractions in the background. Beautiful plant like Joaquin has is perfect. Um, but that is something that, again, we want the admissions committee wants to be focused on you and your character and your personality when you're answering these questions in um, a video response versus an essay response. So that's something new um, I've been seeing this year come about with transfer applications. In terms of creating a college list, Joaquin, can you talk about finding that balance? Absolutely, Amy. Um, when it comes to creating the college list, I usually have my students start with their parameters. What are the most important pieces that are driving your reason for transferring? Start there and then think through what would be the ideal college and what are the top three parameters that would make that college ideal? So I typically have my students, of course, look at what academic parameter matters to them. I have my students look at a personal factor, um, and that could be a student organization, that could be a specific cultural resource, it could be a religious resource, but something that really matters to them. And then oftentimes my students also consider the location. And so those three tend to be general areas but I encourage my students to push and get really specific about what that those parameters really mean to them. So as they're creating their list, it can be concise. And especially in the transfer admission application, it is important that students don't have a list that is too long. I think we always tell our students, even in the freshman application process, to really be intentional and create a concise list that reflects their aspirations, their interests, and that's going to really meet um, their, their needs. So with that said, I typically have my students apply anywhere from two about um, reach schools. 
two target schools and two likely schools. So about six to seven schools for a transfer admission list is manageable, it's concise, and there can be consistency with a list that size. And by consistency, what I mean is the transfer process with those parameters that you set that guide the creation of your list will have some cohesion that connects your schools. So as you're filling out the applications, the story that you're sharing can really be reflected in all of the applications, which makes it a little easier to complete even six to seven transfer applications with the burden of carrying a college academic course load. So with that said, I will stop talking and pass it over to whomever wants to jump in. Um, and I hope that gives you some food for thought and some areas of, of that you'd like to focus on and talk about within that. I think that's an excellent summary. I have nothing to add. So I think that brings us to our last question of this podcast is, uh, what are your recommendations for students to make the most of their time at their current institution? Sure, of course. Um, and please feel free to add on um, to this. I think the hardest part right now is the college experience is very atypical. Um, given that a lot of things aren't in person. So how do I make the best of that opportunity? Um, even on a Zoom, it's still feasible to make connections with a specific um, organization, society on campus, um, and that or a club on campus. So do not think that just because it's a Zoom meeting, it can't have an impact on being engaged and getting engaged. Also, um, if there's opportunities for research um, or any type of opportunity to do a work study on campus, just get involved in a certain area. That's another area to not just in, in invest in your own personal growth, but to collaborate. And right now there aren't many opportunities to collaborate. And that's a positive when you're looking at students who are looking to transfer because they do want some type of different environment. And the idea that they've done something where they've been working or attempting to work as a team through their research or networking or um, a job in the college town, that adds to knowing that they are going to do their best to integrate into this new campus community. Um, I also think um, another area is to reach out and try to find people within your major, um, because that is another area to um, make connections so that when you are applying to a school and you'll know what you're really looking for if you're not finding those resources at your current institution. So it helps to answer that question a little bit better if it, they, they don't have as large of a networking in New York City and that's where you ultimately wanna be 10 years down the road, then just by networking within that department can help you to see, oh my gosh, this other program has even more classes in marketing than my current institution. So it's another area to get involved on campuses within your specific major um, to learn what is available to you, what you like, but also what you're looking for that isn't being provided at the time. Any other thoughts with that, Joaquin? Hey, Amy, thanks for getting us started. Um, yeah, I think the first piece of advice I would give, and although it can be difficult because if you have gotten to the point where you've done your research, you've done some self-reflection, you've asked those close to you, you've created a pro-con list, you're at the point where you know for sure you're going to transfer, it can be really difficult to remain positive. 
And I would say that is probably the most important piece once you've decided you want to transfer because it requires that you give your fullest, even though you may mentally think it's time for you to leave. And with that said, any evidence you have, whether it's building a relationship with a professor, being involved in student activities, um, is going to really go a long way in the transfer admission office to prove that you still gave it your all and to have evidence that you know why you want to transfer. The last piece I will say on this is that if you are considering transferring and you're trying to make the most of your current institution, because COVID has made it difficult with hybrid or in-person, not in-person type of instruction, the students who can demonstrate that they have been flexible during this period and still very engaged and even considering making an impact are the students that are going to stand out. So, for example, if you are remote because your school is not in person, I encourage you to think through what are the needs, what's a passion of yours, and what are the needs of your community, and maybe doing something virtual um, to help solve a need or meet a need in your community is another way of growing a skill, but also making the most of your current institution. So there are various ways to do this. There are various ways to demonstrate that you are still engaging, you're still making the most of the resources available to you. Um, and here at Ivy Wise, we can help you with that. So if you are considering transferring, please consider um, working with Ivy Wise because we can help you think through what are some projects or a new initiative that you should consider given the dynamics of not being in person and on campus like we might traditionally be in um, uh, another period of time. I think we've covered a lot today and I feel like we've given you a lot to think about and to take notes on and hope this is the first step for you in your path for transferring and thank you so much for tuning in today. Please be sure to check out all of our previous episodes on our Just Admitted page and check out our Ivy Wise knowledge base for more college admissions resources. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for more higher ed news and advice. And stay tuned for our next episode in which we will discuss what high school students should do over spring and summer breaks. Thank you so much, Joaquin and Mike, for everything you've done and for your contribution. Mike, that was great.